0: Four twenty-three DWS News Hour. I'm Scott Beatty. We visit now with the mayor of Urbana, Diane Marlin, who joins us about once a month here on the program, and that will looky will be continuing now that Mayor Marlin has been reelected for a second term, somewhat a formality, given that there was no opponent in the. In the race in April, the, the opposition came in the primary, and she joins us now. Mayor, congratulations first off. I know it was pretty much a foregone conclusion after the primaries, but nonetheless, it's now official, so congratulations.
1: Thank you very much.
0: What, uh, uh, what are you most eager to get, uh, get tackling here in the second term?
1: Well, continuing what we've tackled in the first term. So first and foremost, we need to get through this pandemic, which means getting enough of the population vaccinated that we can establish a new normal. Um, We will be helping um, continue to help businesses and individuals recover and, you know, reset going forward. Still waiting to get um, information from the federal government in terms of guidelines for how we can um, use the uh, American Rescue Plan money. So we're anxiously awaiting that information. Um, I, my second term, I want to focus on infrastructure. We'll, you know, We have a big backlog of repairs and projects that we really need to tackle, and that's going to take some planning and a long-term plan for that. But I think we need to get started on that. Um, we're also focusing on public safety, policing, currently re- revising our use of force policy, um, and then looking ahead to uh, developing a different model for emergency response to persons experiencing a crisis. Um, and and have uh, got to get our comprehensive plan finished. I want to revise our zoning ordinance. And we'll see what else comes up, but those are some of the big ones.
0: Is that all?
1: <laughs> if that's all. <laughs> uh,
0: well um, And then
1: next week we'll do this. Yeah, <laughs> we'll <do something> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Um it, it has been a very tough weekend here in Champaign, Urbana with the, the four shootings that happened across both cities and uh, i want to start first of all what's um what's your understanding of what's transpired uh, i know the police are looking into it but um i guess i guess the, the the amount that happened in such a short amount of time was concerning to to everyone around here and um, at least in one case uh somebody just out walking a dog
1: yeah it's 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 overwhelming it's heartbreaking my heart goes out to the family and friends of the the victims and um, every single incident is just so frustrating because they're all preventable. They didn't have to happen. And yet at the end of the day, we have people hurt or killed. And this last weekend was especially awful. So we're in the early, police are in the early stages of investigation here in Urbana. Um, You know, when we, when these things happen, one of the thing we hear over and over again from victims family and friends is who did it and why and that's where we at the city and the police department need the community's help in in answering those immediate questions and and we you know we we have to have people helping us and there's ways to do that anonymously i know people are also fearful And very worried so so there are ways to do that anonymously but we need help in solving these immediate crimes and then of course we collaborate turn to our community partners to address the longer term solutions and issues
0: you know some uh, some are going to say uh, you know as we're having a national conversation right now about policing and we're having conversations about guns and Uh and and you know there's violence going on here in our communities um you know where do those things come together or are they sort of separate conversations well are you know is is the conversation about use of force is that separate from you know preventing prevention of violent crime
1: well everything intersects you know everything is a public safety issue everything's a social issue it's you know it's it's there's a lot of overlap, police of course, in cases like these like gun violence, they respond to the calls for service they they hopefully help solve the crime, identify the perpetrators, but it takes it it but in terms of preventing these things from happening, you go back to root causes, and that's a community based approach so I'm really grateful that we have organizations like the Community Coalition and many other programs and services in place. Um, Resources are available and but people have to want to accept the help and to utilize the help and to put down the gun and they need their families and friends to encourage that behavior and that's where we need community help desperately.
0: So it becomes something beyond the uh beyond the scope of just what the city or the city government structure can do.
1: Right. Yes. It, it, it begins in the community with the families, with the friends, with the, with the education, with, you know, it, it jobs, economic uh, situation. It's, it's there, there are a variety of factors that contribute to this violence. But I, but I, what I know is that we're not alone. We're, the, the, there's there's increases in gun violence being seen in cities all over the country, and certainly over the state. And it's a national it's a national issue, which needs a national priority as well.
0: Has as law enforcement ever said to you, uh, you know, w- you know, there's there's too much not going on for for younger people. I don't want, I don't know that necessarily these four particular incidents are connected with youth, but if, if there was more going on, if we were out of this pandemic, we might have less going on. Has that been said?
1: Um, a lot has been said. I mean, one of the things we hear frequently is that, um, you know, it, it, it's important, it's critically important to, to begin, you know, these problems don't begin when you're 25 or 26 years old, they begin in, in childhood. So so we need to, to start at an early age, um, and that's one of the things we hear frequently: is, is you know, we just need more programs, services, uh, things for kids to do. But I also, we also need, we also need structure and 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 family support as well. So it's not one thing. Schools can't do it alone. The cities can't do it alone. Um, we we need people working together.
0: All right. Mayor Marlon. And I know
1: we say this all the time and, and over and over again. And I know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it's an unfortunate conversation that that has to keep happening. And I, I, on the one hand, you, you can't expect the ideal world, but you want to I suppose you want to aim for it and work toward it because, you know, one fatality is too many.
1: Oh, this is not we cannot allow this to be our normal. And we can't normalize this violence. It's absolutely unacceptable.
0: All right, Mayor Marlin, before I let you go, before our next conversation, you. you mentioned all the uh, issues you're ready to tackle. What's priority here through the next few weeks?
1: Well, priority for, through the next few weeks is we're getting our incoming city council members um, up to speed. We've started training with an overview of how different departments work in March and April, we'll have a more in-depth training at the end of the month. And then we'll swear in five new city council members and welcome back to incumbents on May 3rd. So, and all of that happens, um, smack dab in the middle of, um, passing a budget. So (laughs) (laughs) May, May and June are going to be are always our busiest months.
0: We appreciate you giving us some time as always.
1: Thank you so much. See you next month.
0: Likewise, that is Mayor Diane Marlin from the city of Urbana. Bottom of the hour news coming up.